Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't think you need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> no, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Hey. 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 Whoa. What? Hey. What? What? Yeah. We do that every time. Apparently just uh, got here from prep school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Showing a little of that privilege yeah. that is Blanco. <laughs> Yaley. Yaley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Talking Tesla. It's one forty-three. It's a main show. It's for all of the people. You know that what? we do a main show with all of the people. That's this one. That's this one. Uh-huh. And then we do another one. Can oh, you believe God's this? Sake. We do another one later in the month. We put it uh, for the patrons. So uh-huh. uh, if you want the whole stuff, the juice that is fantastic and large, become a patron. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kind of like a filet. And I'd then, like to say those shows are amazing and these are. shows are average, but really they're all average. They're all average. <laughs> and then I do a couple of tweeners. And can I drop something on you? And I just it'll be it'll just be a raw reaction to see. A raw reaction? This is actually a big... I'm about raw, to drop raw. a big deal on Uh-oh. you. Uh-oh. And... S- I don't know how it's going to go down. Hence, worth? I am seriously thinking. Uh-oh. Because I need to develop some other stuff for some other stuff that I'm doing. I am seriously thinking of making a daily show. Of what? Tesla. <laughs> Five to ten minutes a day. <laughs> first we were doing Should it every we week. <laughs> Can first, we go? First we were doing it every week. We're so superfluous to this process. Then we blew up and had to take so six months off. he makes off. this huge announcement about a daily show. Did did I, you miss the email? Yeah, I didn't. I, I wanted to do it live just to see this yeah. kind of reaction. Like this show is still going to be there. It's going to be yeah. huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I need to see if it's possible to do a daily show for other show reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh. well, why don't I just try a, a daily Tesla show? Because so it could link in with this. Uh, and then just like after three weeks go, this is completely unsustainable. And then you just stop. Why don't no you do harm, it for the no other foul. thing instead of this thing? Because this one is so much stuff every day. Oh. Mm. But, but, but then it's not really a, a proof of concept. You're out of your mind. <laughs> you can't swear. I have one thing to say to you about that. Narcissist much? <laughs> <laughs> I like the raw reaction. I mean, I think it's an excellent and amazing idea. I would love to be part of it, but that's going to require a very sizable investment on your part. Nobody can be part of it. It's insane. It's obviously yeah. not possible, but I'm listening to this other Tesla podcast uh-huh. that's daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you do yeah. that? Is that possible? The road will be littered with Tesla podcasts <laughs> that used to be daily that, that aren't. I'm just saying. I'm excited gonna, to are, see what you do for three weeks. No, it's I, I don't amazing. think it's, I think it's so sustainable for a week or two, but I might just try it out. For a week or two. Yeah, okay. well, depending on schedule. Would it be a video show, an audio show? No, it would have the, to be pure audio. Pure Pure audio. Pure That's audio. simplifying. I'm excited. I think Just, you should do it, actually, you should do it on your walk. So it'll be like oh, a sustainable kind of, well, energy walk with Mel. 
They're so kind of, loud. I can never kind even of what understand. what I'm thinking about. Yeah, see? Can't. Me and you, we're like mentally simpatico. We're like mint. <laughs> which is yeah. very scary. It's, I think you guys are. There's only two seriously major narcissists in the room, and we're both of them. <laughs> I like my nuts. Are, are you talking seven days a week? No. <laughs> no I'm not five completely mental. Five days a week. Five days a week. Five days a week. Fifteen minutes a day. No. Five to ten. Five to ten minutes a day. Wow. Seven, five days a week. Yeah. Fifty-two weeks a year. No, you got to take weekends off. I, you got to take, <laughs> nights, I you take uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, okay. other things off. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm certainly very excited for this to yeah. happen. And I would recommend doing it on the tubes that are you mm. because that's where the people but are. Then it's video. Nobody wants to see this. They do. Well, that's. They don't have to see this at all. Accurate. They can just see the pictures of whatever you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, if you're talking about. But then about, you got to. It's so much hot. I know. It's more complicated, Look, but this that's week where in, the people uh, are. New show production here. We're working on a new if show. Old, if old. I think this is a good talking Tesla. Twitter poll is Mel insane or is Mel not insane? I mean, we all know what the numbers are going right, to look we have like. To change, <laughs> we have to change the question. The wording has to be a little bit I just different. Thought, like, so this for this right. proof of you concept, for this other thing that I'm teaser. working on, I could try it. Today maybe. is the day. So today confused. is the day. The Q4 earnings call day was. Oh, is that why we're here? We're not here today. to talk about my narcissism. No, we're going to move on. I'm excited for you, Mel. You know what? You are a visionary. I no one has ever thought about doing a daily Tesla show. It's genius. I don't know where these ideas come to you. I, know, I pretty, mean, it's, they're pretty, it's, they're it's so, there's this level. This is where me and Robert are. We're like on this level. Mm-hmm. And then it's, Next level. I'll tell you, this other thing I'm thinking about, uh-huh. somebody should create a car that has a battery that okay. you can charge instead Wait a of minute. using gasoline. Wow. That's, That's exactly. just a thing. I mean, That's a on. really good hey, idea. Hey, before yeah. we talk about the, oh, the earnings call and stuff, uh-huh. what is, uh, What's what this? is what is this thing? This, you can't, it's kind of covered up now by this magnet yeah. that Robert got for our aluminum vehicles, um, which is lovely. <laughs> this is the grill to yeah. a 2014 Tesla Model S in black. Nice grill. Factory black. Nice grill. It, this one has uh, some holes in it from the... From the license plate and yes. from the gentleman who backed into it. Uh, so this was an accident in my wife's car. Just been repaired. So here's a little what's it cost yeah, trivia let's do that. situation, right? Because this actually comes up later in the Unix. It call. does, Go yeah, on. a little bit, right? So it took quite a while for it to happen, the the parts and all that other situation. So a gentleman backed into this, broke this uh, piece. I believe it's called a fascia or some sort of situation fascia, like fascia that. Fascia something? There was some damage to the regular bumper. Had to be painted and, and buffed out and whatever they, you know, gum and, and su- mm-hmm. such like and that. Such? Uh, estimated cost? For something like this, which is a piece of plastic. Which With some paint of the other bumper. A little bumper. paint, a little thing. Um, I'm thinking, uh, add the five, that's six, that's five hundred dollars. So I'm thinking $500, you know, double that, it'll be a thousand. That's one thousand dollars just uh, for that. Okay, good, good guess. Your guess is in, yeah. Robert? We're talking about damage to the hood? No hood damage, no, just the bumper. The bumper. And this piece replaced. Okay, they this piece has the a price tag on no? it. They didn't replace the bumper. There was some work done on the assembly. Mm. Of so the underneath the bumper. Yeah, and, and some paintage of the bumpage. Mm. I don't have the thing with me about the actual parts. I meant to bring the it. parts are not expensive. Yeah, they were, they're impressively not expensive. Most of it's tied up in the labor. Yeah, the labor. But still, any ideas? Guess? Two grand. Mm, more than that. $2,500. 
Hello. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Yeah. Um, no, well, here's, some, here's just another rich ass guy with a Tesla. Well, I mean, so who I, really I wonder cares? if the so here's a good question, right? Is it is it because it's a luxury vehicle, right? Because Elon's always talking about cost of ownership, battery. You don't pay for gas, this and that. And the other thing, does the high cost of the repairs kind of nullify? The low cost of the day-to-day fuel. We need more data no. because I know friends who have like so done either. the same thing. Like mm-hmm. just a, a friend of mine just got scuff marks on the mm-hmm. bumper bar of his. Is that what you call here? Bumper, 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 bumper bar on of his Mercedes, mm-hmm. and it was nine hundred dollars just to basically wash it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much all he should have washed it himself. <laughs> Uh, but let's go. It's let's talk true. about the earnings call. But before we go there, uh-huh. go. So I got an email from a friend of the show, Sean Mitchell of YouTube fame. Mm-hmm. Great gentleman. So basically, before the earnings call, there's this website, uh, say.com, which was set up by another friend of the show, Robert? Yeah, another uh, Tesla tuber. A Tesla uh, tuber. Galileo Russell at okay. uh, Hypercharge. Mm-hmm. No, I keep saying that. Well, I'm always thinking charge when it comes mm-hmm. to electric cars. Yeah. It's Hyperchange. Hyperchange, yeah. okay. We met him at the Rivian yeah, event. Yeah, the Rivian event. Right. And so this website, say.com, sort of, if you're a Tesla shareholder, you go yes. to this website, yes. you log in, yes. you put your name, your email, all those. Stuff. In right now. And if you okay. attach your brokerage account, like yeah, say you're a Tesla account. shareholder, mm-hmm. you attach your brokerage account, it'll calculate the number of shares you have yes. and it will allow you to be a voter an upvoter a question asker so they take four uh-huh. bunch of people ask questions yes. for the earnings call at the yes. end of the earnings call they take the questions mm-hmm. and this site you upvote the questions you want them to talk about so the top 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 question was like they they answered four questions today from at the beginning of the earnings call were all from this website so if you're a Tesla shareholder mm-hmm. and you want to get your question mm-hmm. to Elon during one mm-hmm. of these earnings calls, say.com is your avenue to do that. Mm-hmm. Say it isn't so. What? Say it isn't so. I'm sorry, say what? I got to say and do I don't want to I don't want to di- to say? Uh-huh. I don't want to diss this so. Yeah, I don't. But I think the questions on the t- on the earnings uh-huh. call are some of the stupidest, <laughs> most ridiculous questions. But the really? Because they're ins- all financial related, and I want to like oh, ask you right, right, about right, right. that. But, but, but the most the insightful questions. questions were these questions. Okay. That's where the first four things yeah. that you're going to discuss in this call situation were okay. questions from this website. Right. And in fact, the very – so Elon did his opening statement, and he talked about Still service. The number one question was also from Sean – and and they glossed over it. The question he asked he a question about it. service because Elon talked about it in right. his opening statement. That's how top of mind say dot com and the Tesla shareholders are. They're like in sync with one Mister Musk. There you go. Say say say. So let's do it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because um, on the tweeting we talked about the fact that Elon a few a week or so ago was saying Q four we sold lots of cars, but I think uh, we. Um, be very lucky to make a profit. Very lucky. Um, and then they laid off 7% of their workforce. And on the tweener, I was freaking out. And I thought it was the end of the world. And then they come out with their report and it actually made money. Yeah. Which um, made uh, many people think, oh, okay, this is okay. This is their second quarter in a row they've made money. 
So things weren't as bad. More as money, less money than the other quarter? Do you? What was I don't the remember final the exact numbers. numbers? But they made some cash. Anything more than zero to me was good. Right. The important thing was that they had more money in the bank. Yes. And they can pay off all of these bonds coming due mm-hmm. in March, so that they don't have to uh, stress over the price of the shares. I listened to like three quarters of the call. Did they? At some point, did somebody ask him about the bond dueness? Yes. They, yeah, they did talk about okay. it. So let's get to it. Let's go through some of these things. So I'm going to do this in real time. I just listened to the show and I uh, I did some notes. So we'll go through basically the whole thing pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. um, Elon uh, opens up as he always does. And he said uh, 2018 was our most challenging, yet it was our most successful. We are now the best-selling premium car in the entire United States. Mm-hmm. We sold 80% of all of the EVs in North America. I have a question about that. Go do you Did he... Uh, quantify that by saying because I asked I talked to a friend of mine before I came here did he did he quantify plug-in or hybrid any any I, EV that could be plugged in and no, not, not use gas I, it's funny because in my mind I just assumed full fully uh, mm-hmm. electric but uh, it'd be hard to beat all the plug-in EVs as well so I don't know good question but it was an impressive number until you screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they delivered as many vehicles um, last year, 2018, as all the prior years of their existence, which is... Uh, combined. Combined, right. thank you, which is impressive. They've been doubling every year. They were on this big existential, ex- exponential part of the curve, and uh, and they expect this to continue. Right. So there, there was a lot about there's a recession coming. All the economists are saying a recession is coming. They believe that uh, this year they'll sell at least 50% more than they did in 2018. So that curve will continue right. to ramp. So here's some of the numbers. Profit for Q4, they said they put, and I don't know if you can quote me on this, $700 million more million in the bank. Cash in the bank. So now they have $3.7 billion in the bank, yes. which is nice. They had a 5.7% margin, which is not the 25% margin that they're working for. Um, so overall, financially, my anxiety, my fear, my they're crashing, they're burning, seems to be that uh, it's not so bad. They put some more money in the bank. Uh-huh. They can they can look after their own debt. They don't have to go to the capital markets. So everybody, Mel, calm down. But you were panicked because the reduction, the 7% reduction in workforce, correct? That was well, the big part of it. But yeah. if you read the letter, and we'll talk about the little bit, the letter from Elon to the to the company and to the world, they had actually added 30% to their overall workforce in that year as well. So like, there's a net increase. But there was a cut of 5% back in the summer. Right. But it's still Just, overall a net increase. So he's like, I think what they're doing is they're becoming, and they mentioned this over and over, over and over again. again, very efficient in how they're spending their money. They're not the free spending bon vivant that right. they may have used to have been. Right. Uh, Less that word. Bon vivant. I don't know what it means. I just wanted to throw something bon kind vivant. of international out there. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, they went on to say uh, that they continue to improve service operations in North America. That's one of the big things that they're planning for this year. We all know that if you take a Tesla in right now, it can take a long time to get it fixed. So that's a big thing that they're trying to fix. Another big issue that they have to deal with this year is getting cars to China and Europe. They need to fix those logistics because they can build the cars, but then they have to get the cars to Europe and get them to China. And that is a big deal that obviously uh, they're having some hard time with. And did you hear in that one part a little bit later, maybe you're going to talk about, I don't know, where he said all the cars they're currently making in Fremont are going to China and Europe. So that that means confusing that all those cars that we've been seeing, I've been seeing stockpiled around in Burbank by the airport and at Disney, like those cars, they kind of built them to fulfill 
some future orders in the states while they ramped up this European and Chinese production. I think, I think it's very they, interesting. They expected uh, – my expectation is that their deliveries to the United States mm-hmm. really were on fire at the end of the year to take advantage mm-hmm. of the $7,500 mm-hmm. tax rebate. And they like purposefully over-delivered – I don't know if that's really the term mm-hmm. – but they delivered to absolute – saturation so that in the first couple of months of the year, they can focus on European and Chinese deliveries. And those, all of those vehicles have the, of the Model 3, to be specific, right? All of those cars will have that new charging. The CCS. I wasn't unclear. He did say that in the earnings call that all of the cars being built right now are for China and Europe. And Mike, is that what you mean? All of the cars? But so it, might, it might be true for a month or two that they can do that. Because right. like yeah. you said, you build up, you fill out all the orders, and you know there's going to be a huge dip. And there are two reasons, and they talk about why they're going to have a huge dip. One is you lose a tax credit, okay? But the other thing is that you don't sell a lot of cars in the U.S. and Canada in January and February because going outside is basically lethal. Nobody goes out, yeah. and he said, in a blizzard to true. go buy a new yeah. car. You've already spent your Christmas money or your Kwanzaa money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and very much less of an issue on the West Coast. Yeah, but then you come right. to January, December, they're, uh, sorry, January, February, typically slow months mm-hmm. for selling cars in the United States, yeah. picks up again in March, March. and uh, and they were kind of working that. So at, it's a very stepwise angle. approach to car production and distribution. every right. car, I still don't believe that every car they're creating right now is for the European market. I mean, that's maybe. what he said in the call. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and then he went on to he say- He never exaggerates. Let me just put that no. out there. I've told you a trillion times not to exaggerate. <laughs> Now, he was optimistic about Q1 profit, and he believes that they will be profitable for all quarters going forward. Now, they actually said that last quarter after mm-hmm. they became profitable, and they oh. almost broke that rule, but they are, he wasn't as confident that they will be profitable, but it will be close. And uh, the next thing is that they increased uh, the service fleets to 411 vehicles, and they right. can scale it up fast, but I don't know where they are now. Does anybody know? Like 411. How, did they go from 400 to 411 or did they go from 200? No, he said there's 411 service vehicles. He said 411 service vehicles in their mobile service fleet. They added 27 new stores and mm. or service centers to, for a total of 378 worldwide, which is nice. And then he talked about, well, was it here? No. But he talked about their bonehead ability to supply parts to the various uh, service centers, and right. I thought that was Well, before nice we get there, there's a little few on things just before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So first of all, he talks about the app. So now you can get service on the app that was with the last upgrade. You can just right. tap the app and say, service my Have car. Have you tried doing that to no, see if it works? And he also said that the top 10 sort of parts are just automatically listed, like you have an issue That's with this. That's what I wanted bing, bing, to see. Yeah, yeah, service. Let's see, schedule service. That's I'm going to check out what the top Ooh, 10 problems exciting. are. We have no camera on no this. Camera. Super time. helpful. Who needs that? New appointment. Okay. okay. I just clicked new Big appointment. Plus sign. There's, oh, here. Key fob and key card. Ooh. Firmware update. Let's Alert appear. Let's put it right in front of the Google. Yeah. Uh, Micah, can you go to right the uh, Google? I can read it to you that's from my un- phone. Unreadable. Un- Thank you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Glad we can help. Impossible. So we can maybe drop that in, but, but likely we won't. I think this is designed just so that right. we cannot. If you have a Tesla app, you should open it, and then you can see what we're talking okay, about. Well, well we at the on. moment, right, this is going to change. Right, so yeah. it's key fob and key card. Firmware update. Alert appeared. Heating and air conditioning. Uh-huh. Maintenance. Huh? Glass replacement and window function. That was you once. Yes. Paint and or cosmetic concern. Been there. Yeah. Uh, driver assistance features. 
audio infotainment and touchscreen. I'm going to need one for that one. <laughs> yeah, me too. My touchscreen needs to be replaced. Range and charging, accessory installation and upgrades. Ooh, oh, that sounds interesting. Tires and wheels. I need some tires soon. Door handles and latches, noise or vibration and other. So, so there you go. What so, if you have to- and Mel, the noise and vibration from your seat? That's not that's what not it from the gas. And you know, it's no. interesting because it's automatically checked on mine, firmware update. I guess maybe I'm due for a firmware update. Push next. Yeah. All right, well. So the other things that they said, they're going to make it easier for your car to be picked up and dropped off. Uh, he specifically said, you know, we want to get it so that you can just say, like, fix my car, click on the app, come and get it, and then yeah. drop it off. What? Okay. Really? What did you guys think about that, though, right? So they're saying before I thought it, it was even great, stops, superficially. No, tow truck if, and a loaner on the way to you, so come let's on, specifically where, say where that. do you live? If, let's specifically say, so you're driving along your car, and the car says, uh, regenerative braking failure. is broken or something. Uh-huh. Before you even stop to mm-hmm. get home, it sent out a signal to get you a tow truck mm-hmm. and to bring you a loaner so that this time downtime for you is... But I was thinking the same thing. What if I'm in, I don't know, Ballarat, Australia? Right. Or Kansas. It might be on the way, but it'll take it. Yeah, that's right. It's coming six months from now. So I think in metro areas that might be true, but don't expect that level of service for everyone. Yeah. I'm laughing because I'm I'm covered probably. But not everybody in right. well, I mean there so is. alternatively in places like Los Angeles, California, where we live, where a lot of Teslas live. Even potentially more of a problem, right? <laughs> Let's say fifteen or right. twenty of them go down at once. I mean, once you have two or three hundred thousand of these things on the road in the city, mm-hmm. and literally you cannot swing a dead cat in this area without seeing a Model Three. Why would you swing cats? a dead cat? I'm just saying, if you oh. wanted, if you had a dead cat and you were swinging it, chances are you would hit but a Model Three. Why would 3. you do that? Well, you wouldn't. It's a, it's wow. a, it's an analogy. It's, it's not, not a, an analogy. It's not. It's a dead cat. It's a saying. Oh, it's a saying. It's, it's a is analogous? Say. I don't know what it is. Why I have would you, no... I've never thought about that before. You said, why would you swing <laughs> well, a dead cat? I think there's actually a cat. If you, say, if you swung loving... a stuffed monkey, how about that? Okay, that's a little bit. I, I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> we should have the monkey here to swing. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, let's go further. Uh, so, so improving – now, this is what you, yeah, you're yeah. going to talk about. This. Parts. So, improving parts distribution. So they've had a really slow turnaround because they used to keep the parts over at a distribution center. You'd come in with your broken car, and Robert would go, my car's broken, and the guy would look at it and say, okay, you need this part. Hang on a couple of days while we get it. And they're like, we're stupid. We're idiots. We should have these parts at the service centers. What do you think about them calling themselves stupid and idiots 12 times on this call about this yeah. fundamentally basic thing? I heard bonehead, dumb, and he said it was his fault. But it worked. He did say it was When his it was fault. just S's and X's. Well, I don't know how well it worked. I think it still could take some it considerable because, time. Because everybody who went in got a Tesla loaner, so they didn't uh. care how long you had their car, right? You're like, oh, I brought in my 70. They gave me a 90D. But like, why did you care? It was no, there was no skin on the But he was saying back. that like yeah. there was a fundamental problem with their thinking. Like, this was a yeah. good idea, have a regional center and then get the parts. And now he's saying that mm-hmm. was completely stupid. Yeah. yeah, he even said that some of the people in China at the service centers oh, noted that, that there were parts made in China, shipped to New Jersey warehouse, and then when they needed them at the China service center, they had to get shipped back to China. That's terrible. And this basic Chinese engineer goes, hey, Elon, that's not efficient. And he's like, (laughs) you're a genius. He says, I am a physicist. (laughs) That's a lot of miles. It turns out if if over there, a mile away, they made the part, Uh you should probably just send the part 
to me here, yeah. not go via New Jersey. Just leave 8, it. Miles. Just leave it there. Yeah, it's a good idea. Or at least a few of them. Some. It's yeah. amazing how stuff like that is so basic and fundamental, but happens frequently. And they're saying yeah. we're going to fix this. This is the kind of stuff we're going to do to make it faster, so that when you come in with one of your top ten breaky things, yeah, right. you can expect the service and it's going to have it instead but, of being like two days. It's going to be like, right. go get a coffee, come back in half an hour. But, but let's be honest, like this ain't on Elon. This is on whoever was in charge of global parts distribution, right? Like, yeah, but he didn't call anyone. But out. he made it sound like it was his decision. Yeah. I'm smarter than you. Well, if that then that's Industry a bigger people. problem. If Elon's making these sorts of granular decisions on how they're running their parts distribution, no wonder he's sleeping on the factory floor. Right, or maybe in the factory warehouse where they have all the parts. Right, get this out of here. <laughs> I need a space. For he my said cot. that service should be lightning fast, like Jiffy Lube, eight minutes. Yeah. Eight but minutes. Then he was like, I don't know, maybe not eight minutes. <laughs> well, he did say this, and it goes with what you've got right here. Basic body uh-huh. service should occur at the service centers. For example, mm-hmm. the front and rear fascia oh, should we'll take back. 15 to 20 minutes. Replace that. You're out of here, Tom. And give me $2,500 on the way up. It just clips it. Well, this would, if it was just this, it would only have been like six or $700 only. I want to get into the this plastic made, made in China. Plastic. This piece made in China. Is it? Yeah. Says so right on it. El Stampode. El well, they Stamperico. don't use this anymore anyway, so the dump was made in China. They might China. need a few in China, it's true. Well, they're making them because we got a new one. Now let's get into the interesting part. You ready? Oh, interesting. So that's all good. We're going to make all this stuff better. We hear this all the time. Oh, new products. More new products. Let's <sighs> talk about Model Y. How exciting were you? The engineering's you? done. Production is getting ready. So first of all, here's what you need to know. Three quarters of the parts of the Y are going to be the same as the Model 3. Why? This what? is important. Three quarters of the parts of the Y are going to be the same as the Model 3. But why? It's hard to get past. And this is going to result in much less CapEx. For example, when they went from S to X, only 30% of the parts were the same. The X was basically a very different car. Yeah. And so they, they had to ramp up. called it a Fabergé egg of a vehicle. I thought yeah. that was amazing. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, egotistical. It was silly. It was very expensive. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. No car will be built like this again because no car should be built like this again. I have a quick again. question. Uh-huh. Please. Has your new X killed anybody yet? <laughs> or attempted? No. Oh, look at that. Maybe because we haven't had enough opportunity. I gotta tell so you, you're not wearing a hat because it attacked you. No, I'm still afraid of the doors. But i got to tell you, the new X, um, folding uh, seats. Genius, right? So genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like folding a day seats. one thing for us. Like, folding really? seats. It's changed my wife's life. Of she carries a lot of crap around. And she's like, you know what's really great about this car? I can fold the seats. Yeah. I'm like, I know. You know what's really great about every car? You folding fold seats. <laughs> it has so much room in there. It's so good. And the extra, I got to tell you, it's also weird. Just the extra 50 miles of range makes mm-hmm. a huge Big difference, yeah. Like just driving up to San Francisco and stuff, it like saves you an hour. It's yeah. amazing. Going on. Here's the big one. And we've been talking about this for a long time, ladies and germs. The where, question was Where are they going to build the Y? Yes. Where is the Y going to be built? And we presume y. that it would have to be China. We presumed it would be the Gigafactory. Of course and they, we did. They just confirmed, but not absolutely said production at the Gigafactory is where it's going to occur. We think, pretty sure. I'm not sure where else it could be. In a perfect there. world. So then you do the skids and you do all the stuff and uh, the batteries are coming off and you do it at the Gigafactory. Although I was amazed that now he's sort of said that's where it's going to be. He didn't say 100%. 
it seems like eh, mostly, yeah, we're pretty sure that's where it's going to be. But I don't don't hold me to that. Well, this is probably what's going to happen. They're probably going to like put that line in there. They may do some testing in the Fremont to like sort of fine tune the line with their experienced workers and not have to send them over there and see if. You know, one of the more important things, right, is can that line integrate back and forth to do S's, do, I'm sorry, do Y's and 3's at the same time, like 10 Y's, couple mm-hmm. threes, like, mm-hmm. and kind of go back and forth. Because well, I, I think in a perfect world, that may, that may be, in the long run, what they want to do in, in, the, in the Shanghai factory is, is get them both coming off the same line so they don't have to have, you know, dedicated lines and they can be more flexible, they can be more nimble as it pertains to orders and right. such. It makes sense, and maybe then they can increase three yeah. production mm-hmm. overall and get closer to the ten thousand yeah. a week without the Chinese Gigafactory. But, but can you imagine that Model Y roll-off event at the Gigafactory in the middle of the desert? Oh, Are we going to get invited? Um, so the other things he said about this. So obviously, this doing it at the Gigafactory in Nevada is going to make it faster. Uh, he said again, not sure if that's the default plan. And he believes that the sales of Model Y, and we've said this before, will be 50 to 100% that of the sales of the Model 3. As people have moved away from the sedan and they might like the sort of the SUV again, I think this is a big deal for their ongoing future. They will sell, I believe, more than twice the number of Model Ys than they do Model 3s. Yeah. I can tell you, for me personally, Model Y was out today. That's the one I'm getting. I love the Model 3, but I want the little SUV. What are you going to do with your 3S, E, and X? That, no, it's just kind of, kind of perfect timing because the lease oh. of the S is up at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping I'll just do a month to month until the Y comes out. Boom. See you, S. Hello, Y. So I got why? a question for you. Because it's about Y? Because <laughs> I like it. Why? Because it's going to have 400 mile range. Why? Because it'll be fully autonomous. Why? Because I'll sit up high. What? Any more Ys? Just ask. It's a lot of assumptions. The sitting up high is the My biggest My question answer. for you is if, if the why is revealed on the Ides of March, which I don't really expect, but that was the plan, right? Yes. March 15th. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he says, uh, you know, we're, this is uh, all the, the, the built uh, prototypes that might even be able to give you a ride. That would be a kick mm. if that was the case. And then he says, we're going to try and get these out at the end, by the end of the year. And mm-hmm. they say, Mel, yes. because you've been such a lover, such a supporter Thank you. of Tesla yes. over the past Go almost on. four years yes. on YouTube or whatever, uh, Apple, iTunes, we would like to deliver to you one of the very first whys so you can not tear our asses wide open yes. and complain incessantly about it Yes, uh, because we know your lease is up. Would you take one of the first hundred whys to come off the, the assembly line? Can I give you two answers to that? I'll give you the theoretical answer and the real answer. The theoretical answer is no. You do not, if you're a smart human being, if you have any intelligence at all, take any new major product and get the first few thousand of that because there's a lot to work out. There's going to be a lot of problems with those first whys that come off there. Why? Because it's a new product. I got one of the first few thousand threes. I got one of the first few thousand Xs, but I had to go back a number of times. If it's a new laptop, if it's a new car, if it's a new phone, you wait till they work out some issues. So that's my theoretical answer. No, I don't want that. You work your issues out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's the real answer? Yeah. I will take thing. it in an instant. Thank Be- you very and, much. And some of the things that you could end up getting is what, what happened with my car, right? It has that Alcantara instead of the other on the roof. So you could get some, some premium options unless he's going to learn from his past 
uh, errors, although that wasn't much of a storm, honestly. And so if Elon offers to sign your dashboard, yes. would you let him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, he's more of a fanboy these days than I thought. Oh, I'm a fan. I'm would a fan you? Boy. Sure. Oh, we know that. was a rhetorical question. So, uh, (laughs) and we've been through it so many times, I won't go through it again. I'm excited about the Model Y. I really hope they do some of those extra things like 400-mile range. I think they should do with the Y what they did with the i3. Don't even set the expectation that the Y is going to be a a less expensive car. Just give us the $60,000 version, load it up, and then trickle down later on and make it cheaper. But just let's... Let's load that puppy up. Let's have 400 miles range. Let's just do that. Idiots like me will buy it. And then drop the price later. Now, then he went into anything else you want to say about why? Why? Because I just asked you. Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai. Let's talk about Gigafactory China. So they're going to start production this year in volume. Let's just go through that again. This year in volume. They broke ground and wind just (laughs) a few months ago. And they're going to be in volume this year. They're moving quick. Gigafactory Nevada, a number of years. But when they say volume, they don't say what that volume will be. One, they, they, and they also said that that, that volume is going to be built in a factory that's 10% of its total uh, We'll get footprint. to that as a big, that is huge. Right. So uh, this is part of their, they want to get to 10,000 uh, cars a week worldwide by the end of the year. The China Gigafactory Wait, is a big part of that. Was that okay? This is where I'm a little bit rubber hits the road. I was a little bit confused. Is it Please. ten thousand a week in the China Gigafactory? No, no. 10, three thousand total. Okay, three thousand so, in China, and seven thousand in, in the U.S. Okay, by that's, the end of the year. That's the why plan. I think they're going to start cranking out cars, or they're they're saying they're going to start cranking mm-hmm. out cars at Gigafactory One in Sparks, Nevada, because right now they're barely getting five thousand. Well, they're getting 7,000 so, total. Yeah, but are, they're talking about threes, right? So no, then, they're talking about total. So, okay. So is that because – so then what's the total capacity of like Ys and threes that they think they'll sell in a year? Like what's that number? Because you said so, the number for the threes was about seven to 800. Is, is it seven to 800 threes and then if – Ys are much more popular, then is it 800,000 to 1 million? And then we're talking about 1.7 million cars a year? Right. They talked about, and I'm reading a little bit between the lines here, that he thinks uh, total worldwide for three, he's just talking about three, total worldwide demand for three in a good economy is going to be about seven hundred to 800,000 a year in a bad economy, about 500,000. Mm-hmm. And then 50% on top of that, for Y. So one, they were talking about 1.5 million a year for Y. And S and X, they expect actually for it to come down a little bit, but the price, the average price is going to go up. So 100,000 still of S and X. So 2 so, million cars a year. Yeah, that's sort it of what they're, the in the next few years end, they're right? talking about. In a good economy. And they said that a lot right. because they expect the world economy is going to go down. That's 7,000 a week in Fremont, which yes. works out to be what? I don't know what to do with some math on that one. 7,000 times 52. 350,000. Right. Okay. And then 3,000, at least initially, in China. So let's just do 10,000. So that's 500,000 a year. Right. And then plus then the Gigafactory in Then the Y add to that. So maybe a million, let's say it's twice that. So you could do 1.5 million. Right. So they're going to be capacity limited? Or is China going to eventually... Is it going to just be – so in this realm, what we're talking about right now, because we've uh, we've had many conversations about Gigafactory Europe, where's the next Gigafactory, Gigafactory Australia, mm-hmm. is the capacity of Nevada, Shanghai, and Fremont 
enough for them to meet what they feel is their top-level global demand? Well, that's just in the short term, the next few years, because later on, and we'll get back to it in the call, as you said, that this capacity they talk about in China is initial capacity, and they're saying at full volume, they're at 10 times that. So 30,000? Did they say that? They said that that this 3,000 a week is about... Uh, 10% of the volume that they'll ultimately be able to do at China Gigafactory. So that's 30,000 a week. Yes. And we know that Gigafactory Nevada is 30%. So it's going to be a lot bigger. And that's not all cars. That's stationary storage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we don't know exactly, but you're getting an idea. This uh, analyst that was asking the question was more interested in demand. What do you think demand is? It wasn't so much as can you keep up? Eventually, you'll get your catch-up, but demand, he can, believes, will continue to be big. Then they went on to talk about self-driving and network. So this is where I start to disagree with some of the spiel. So uh, I can't remember who it was. Asked the question, uh, so what's happening with full self-driving? When's that going to occur? And uh, what about getting these cars on the network? And he said this. First of all, we all, Elon says this. We already have full self-driving on highways. Tom, do you agree with that? Uh, no. Well, he's talking from his experience. So he has a car that has the beta version in which you can turn off the nag on highway. So it doesn't ask you, can I change lanes now? The car will just change lanes to go into a faster lane, to get merging over to the, 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 the high number lanes to get off of the highway. The car will do that automatically. And his car has been doing that for many months now. He's tweeted about it. And so, he said your car and your car will do that in the next few weeks. They're going to turn off stalk. You have to say stock yes, it's okay. Confirm. To, yeah, to confirm. And he, he also mentioned the like enhanced summon is really part that's of that. That's another right? thing. No, no, that's actually separate because that's going to enable you to get the car when you're in like some parking no, no, structure. No, 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 but he said that the, that the ability for them to roll next that month. out – Right was a big step in making it because that's the real one of the difficult navigational things. So he thinks that's a key learning part for the car. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, a key learning part for the car to be able to do all of the additional self-driving, full autonomy. I stuff. got that. That was kind of separate. Yeah, but step step back for a second because okay. that's the next step. I just want to ask you right now. No, with stalk or no stalk. How good is your car for fully autonomous driving on the freeway? And I would say, as I said to you, just driving up to Santa Cruz this weekend, yeah. a lot of the time it's great. But every now and then there's a shadow and there's an overpass and it hits the brake yeah. very violently. I'm like, uh, this is not ready for prime time. I'm not ready to move into the back seat, are you? No. Even though there was a video recently of another guy <laughs> sleeping in his Tesla. Yeah, I saw that. But I use it all the time. And again, if I'm familiar with the route, I'm a lot more... Uh, casual letting the car drive itself. Yes. And uh, I find that only when I go to places that are kind of new, like today, I took Topanga Canyon to get here. The traffic was completely effed. And so I drove on the coast, came through Topanga Canyon, and I put it on autopilot you through did. Topanga Canyon. Topanga Canyon is a big, windy road. I actually made a nice little video Two of lane. it. And, and twice I had a, no, three times I had to make a bug report because as I'm driving along and the double yellow or orange line down the middle breaks because there's some kind of an intersection, not really, but I'm like, somebody can come in from a road that I couldn't see because it was dark. Car veer, not veers, the car sort of like lazily moves over towards the left where there's this absence of the double yellow line and it lazily moves back into the proper lane. Meanwhile, you're like 
a fifth of the lane into the opposing traffic. And I had to correct it all three times. I did not let it do it all by itself. And I sent a bug report every time. So the point of my story is when mm -hmm. you have a problem with autopilot, especially navigate on autopilot, send a bug report. Right side of your steering wheel on an S or X, the little voice symbol, push on that, wait a minute, say bug report, speak quick, just say something really quick. Went over the lane line, look at it, and then they can pull up the logs. So that's a good point. Now, he was talking about on freeways, so you went on a freeway. So I don't think even on freeways it's that good yet. But he did say in the next few weeks, they're going to take away this requirement. Right now, what happens if you don't have a Tesla is that you're driving down the freeway and you're on navigate on autopilot. It will say change lanes to get into the faster lane or get out of the fast lane because uh, people need to pass you um, or because you're going to change to another freeway. But to, in order to change lanes, you have to go OK and hit your stalk or hit your indicator. That's going to go away in the next version, which he says is a few weeks away, which is the car will do that for you. So in theory, once you get onto the freeway and you put in your navigation, it'll drive you through the freeway, it'll change lanes for you automatically, it'll get to the next freeway, it will take you off the freeway, and then we'll be very nice and say, and now we're off the freeway, please take over, uh, bag it, of meat. Will I still Even, know how to drive at that point? Yeah. I will not <laughs> trust it because uh, although in my testing it's never tried to change into somebody and it's always been very accurate, it's this shadow thing that's still a problem. That you're driving along and there's a shadow and it just slams on the brakes and the people behind you are like, you're the worst driver ever. Like, yeah. it's not me, it's I've, Tesla. I've had situations with the phantom braking without even shadows. Like, nothing, nothing to, to indicate why it was doing that. So yeah. then they talked about uh, what you were talking about. So they said... Um, well, actually, he said then uh, that removing the stock confirm yes. is the next step. Then yeah. stop signs. He says stop yes. signs are very easy. They've already got that down. Mm -hmm. It's VR. not live. Huh? He said VR. VR. Virtual reality, some sort of weird thing. He said it's easy because they're like all the same shape. And oh, blah, blah, yeah. And okay. Yeah, it can recognize them. Okay. Yeah. Next comes traffic lights and intersections, which are actually a Hard. problem still because they can be really complicated. Mm -hmm. I mean, like not every one of them is, you know, two lanes in each direction with lights. Some of them are really quite complicated with multiple turn lanes mm -hmm. and like this turn lane goes to that place and this one goes to that place. Right. And um, so that's, that's still something they're working on. And then came the complex parking lot issue where you have multi-level parking lots so that your GPS code might indicate any of five levels or you're right. going underground where you're not going to have any GPS signal or cell signal. And it's like people are walking and cars are coming in and out. And anybody that's driven knows that you are most likely to ding your car yeah. in the parking lot. But place. even what about the stop sign situation, right? So what about a stop sign, four-way stop sign versus a non-four-way stop sign? Does the car... Can the car see a block down the street, somebody driving 80 miles an hour super fast because they don't have a stop sign in their direction? And is it going to – theoretically, it could go, and by the time it gets halfway in the intersection, get plowed. How is it going to address that stuff? I don't know, but all I can say is if that stuff is ready to be rolled out by next month, mm -hmm. then they've got to have this stuff dialed down because they do not need any more crappy news – Stories about how right. Teslas are killing people. So let's let's go back a few months. If they're ready, if they're ready to roll all this stuff out now, why have we still not gotten the cross-country drive-by-yourself thing? Oh, hello. He's overselling it again. Right? I agree with you because it's still not ready. 
the stop sign thing. And he said this uh, full self-driving by the end of the year, but then we'll have to wait for the regulators. So I think, is this true? Maybe so much of this depends on their own silicon, that this new piece of silicon is going to make thing so much better. As you said, he's driving the beta version right. of what's next. He's probably got the first chip that came off some Israeli sort of chip maker, which is probably where they're being made. Well, I don't know about that because he said it's already live in beta cars. And I know people with beta cars who have like 2012 cars. So... I mean, I, I can't say it's got to be a car that has had has all the cameras on it. But yeah. I'm like, if this. Well, I think it's in order to get to the end of the year, it's got to be full sealed. And then the regulars, I just like right now, I just don't see this happening at level four the way we think about it. I think it might get really good on the freeways, but then getting off the freeways. And like you say, the the other groups that do autonomous driving say there's a fundamental problem with passive photons, which is just cameras. And that's why LiDAR is such a big deal, because it can look way over there and see the guy who's driving at 80 miles an hour and like, hey, hang on a second. And there's been these Waymo um, videos that have shown that, like kids that are on a skateboard that I don't know if you can see very well on a video, but a LiDAR can see it much better. And then we hear, although not on the earnings call, that maybe the next level, 3.5 of Tesla, is going to have some other radar, which might be LiDAR. Maybe, uh, but that's not what they're talking about here. Not they're talking about. Full self-driving by the end of the year with what you've got plus the new chipset. Right. I don't believe it. Don't hold your breath. <gasps> Fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice. Shame on the other guy. Me. <laughs> I remember a president. <laughs> don't screw that up. a bush on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, but then, I, of course, they always fall back on the regulators have to approve all this yeah. stuff. It's but working. It sounds just like, turn it on. Sounds like that's not going to be an issue in the United States. Which goes to their uh, the Tesla um, advocacy team, which has been very beefed up. We talked about that. Yeah. I don't know. Going to put in you October. out of a job, man. No more MVAs coming in. I'm fine with that. That'd be cool. So let's go on to the next part. Uh, so we're a little bit skeptical about this full driving. It's very a little interesting. bit skeptical. Just I'm just very scotch. skeptical. I'll tell you this. Now, then somebody asked S and X. Um, when are you going to drop the 2170 cells in there, and what range can we um, expect? And the comment was, Crickets. no comment. Crickets. We're not telling you about that. I don't know why. They are a little bit aggressive he about it. He said they have no plans, no plans to put those new batteries. Because I think basically they don't see a need to redesign that power pack. It's already so I ask you this question, men of Tesla. Please. So they've got the 18, what is it? 18... 18650. 18650 is in the S and the X right now. Yeah. Um, we're getting uh, the supercharger three is coming. Can those cells take the extra speed of charging that version three, which might be twice as fast, take? I thought that only the 2170 would be able to do that. I think not. And mainly, I guess it depends on what is the architecture of newer model S and X packs, because there was a teardown video that was nauseatingly long and difficult to watch, but I did for you. Thank you. And you. Thank you. And so they showed in this video a teardown of a Model 3 battery pack and a Model S battery pack. The S battery pack was a good five years old. The S battery pack had basically four, uh, if you imagine the cells standing up, there were four uh, rows of cells, and then on either side was a coolant jacket, if you mm -hmm. will. In other words, it's like a band with a bunch of little 
channels through it that the coolant would pass. So you would have uh, a row of batteries on either side, and then there would be a second row deeper. And if you try and charge those at a very high rate of charge, probably the more center two rows of batteries would get quite a bit hotter, and the coolant system couldn't cool them so well. Mm -hmm. Looking now at the Model 3 battery pack, you had two rows of cells with a coolant strip on either side of them. Mm -hmm. So every single battery is in contact with a coolant strip, which would enable that battery pack to get hotter Uh, or at least counteract in the increased heat of increased voltage. So your theory is that the 2170 could be uh, charged faster with the new cooling system. Right. And they... But... Right. The problem is that the energy density of that twenty of the old cells is not as much, so you would have to have a physically bigger battery pack if you put in more coolant. Right. If you dropped in these, you know, like eighth inch channels between every other row, you'd increase the size of the pack or decrease the number of cells well, you could put in the pack. Well the other part about it from an engineering standpoint is those batteries are bigger. They're just physically bigger. Which ones? The new batteries. The new batteries. Right. Yeah, they're, they're physically half bigger. A millimeter so wider. If you're adding Oh, equal equal number of the of the batteries or a little more to get more range, which would be really the only reason to redesign the power pack, right? To make it bigger, you're you're having to deal with height issues, right? That you're you know you're having maybe having to re-engineer the whole sled, which means you're going to have to retool the whole sled. You're going to have to do a lot of work for a car that a legacy vehicle, right? I would say they would do that with a massive redesign. Well, they might also be, instead of doing that, and I agree, I think that's a bad idea if you Mm -hmm. want to keep your costs controlled and continue to crank out profitable cars, but they might have beefed up the cooling system. Maybe they just increased the rate at which the coolant flows. Maybe they changed the channels or they put in some sort of a a system by which the heat could be moved, maybe with just strips of copper from the inner portion Mm -hmm. to the coolant strip region i mean it could just be simple changes so it's more of a coolant issue in your mind than a battery chemistry issue i think it's probably battery chemistry too but they might also say hey look you know we're willing to sacrifice a couple years of longevity and replace a few people's packs who complain rather than redo this whole car yeah i gotta tell you i'd be bummed at like my wife just got the new got an x (laughs) and it would be a bummer if uh version three of the supercharging comes out and it's no faster it'd be a bummer yeah you can just drive the three and the y around and your wife can be happy with her folding seats yeah whatever okay <laughs> semi and y uh where to produce them so why is it the giga factory they think i said that again why? initially low volume in y early next year and uh how fast can they ramp that up they're saying high volume by the end of the year so again they're sort of this looking at this like model three let's just get a couple out early in the year and let's play with some stuff, and then let's um, ramp up production over the year. And we're not going to give you any promises, but by the end of the year, we should be able to be popping these puppies out fast. Do they, in your non-knowledgeable opinions, mm. go with the reservation system again for the Y? I would say yes, because okay. that is a substantial amount of what we call here in America quiche. I think yes, Cash. but because... It's marketing, it gauges excitement, it's a lot of f- press cycles for that right. reason. I don't Because they, they don't need the money. If they come out in March, well, they it's always have, nice to have some money in the bank. If they come out yeah. like in March or something and here's the why and it's fantastic, it has no falcing wing doors and it's got a 400-mile mm-hmm. range and it's got all these new things and it's exciting, 
uh, they'll have a million uh, pre-orders. A million. A and million. They, more, so double, they'll have double the Model three, 3 globally. That's more than double. But that's like one and a half times crazy. Wasn't it? Didn't it get up to four fifty? They I think that was like the top. It will be two thousand dollars to reserve. It will be two billion dollars in uh, lots of cash that they. I'm can. just saying, uh, this is not based on anything except. That follow up question. I think it's good. I think they will. And will they sell the first ones to to staff? Mm-hmm. Follow up question. Follow up question. How many reservations do you get? How many do I get? Do you do the same I, thing again? Two. No. That was all on the fly. You realize that? Yeah. The first people who went into that store that morning that I stood in line, mm-hmm. they got one reservation. And all of a sudden, there was two reservations. And some people were saying they were getting six reservations at other stores, like in other cities. And mm-hmm. it was like totally and on you, the fly. Do you still have your two reservations? I have one of them. Mm-hmm. Me too. I would get one. Weird. <laughs> you guys know, are it's weird. weird. <laughs> I know. It's just sitting there. What are you guys doing? I'm making zero percent You can on buy a dollars. car. And have it delivered in like two days. I know. Stop. I know. Yeah. It's Give me your money. I would actually get Give one to me. because I don't need it. Now we're done. Like if I have the Y, let's get the X, we've got the three. Mm-hmm. Done. How many cars, how many Teslas has he been done with? This is the last car <laughs> I'm ever going to buy. How many? It's been like every one on this show. <laughs> Wait till we get to the pickup truck. <laughs> oh, oh, oh So now let's talk about that. So uh, Semi. Uh, next year, first units just for Tesla usage. So no, this, they're going to produce them this year. What? Yes. I missed that. First, for the first ones are going to be for their own usage, produced in 2019 at the and, Sparks Gigafactory. Yes, and later it's going to be for customers. Oh, so yeah. we're going to see autonomous Tesla trains of Ys in semis coming from the Gigafactory in Nevada. Oh, I'd That's, like to get a drone shot yeah. of like the first convoy. Of autonomous Tesla semis leaving the factory with a you know a it's interesting load of wise. There's a nice used bookstore near me, and they have videos. And I just picked up a copy of iRobot because mm. I wanted to see just that. Because <laughs> there's a scene where they have these trucks that have almost like nothing in the front of them, yeah. driving on a highway, and somebody had like usurped them to try and run some dude off the road and kill yeah. him. Uh, that's, you uh, had to bring that up. I know. But so that's Hollywood. Deepak really jumped in there, I thought, fairly aggressively and said, and uh, just so you know, the first units are going to be for our own usage. And what I read into that is like, we need a lot of those. So yeah. uh, all those people, Walmart and all those people, uh, the first thousand of those are ours. They're ours. Can't have them. Which makes sense because then they can, you know, pick up all the flaws yes. and all the problems because that's how Tesla does it. They experiment on the first to take delivery. There's been a lot of pictures recently of the red uh, Tesla Semi that's sort of the prototype right running around. It looks delicious. Now, pickup truck may be unveiled this summer, and it's going to be something quite unique. We've heard this before. It's Oy. sort of the Blade Runner thing. I can't wait to see that thing. It's very, very I'm exciting. I'm so very anxious about that. I'm very scared about what it's so going to look anxious. like. Do you know what that it means? Buy Rivian stock. Mm. Buy Bollinger stock. Uh, one word? Yeah. Supercharging. Supercharging. Oh, well, I mean, they, those guys have the, the opportunity. So for those of you that don't know, we're waiting for the Tesla Semi, but this first version is sounds like it's another thing that like Tes, uh, Elon is going to make this crazy. It's going to be futuristic. It's going to have bells and whistles that most people are not going to want. So even he's concerned, I'm making this for me. I think it's cool for a subset of people. And we've talked about before, we're uh-huh. a bit concerned that it'll be so weird that a lot of traditional truck owners are going to go, I really wanted a high torque long-range electric vehicle, and you gave me something from Star Wars. So in one sentence, I made a mistake with the X. I made the Fabergé egg. I probably shouldn't have made that vehicle. And then the next breath, 
I'm gonna make a very unique truck. I'm gonna make a tube that <laughs> do, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. Like, is that what we're hearing? Yeah, I think like, he. I think there's some anxiety that they really have. He's excited about it. I do think it's not a problem. I think that they will sell trillions of them. It may not sell as much as sort of the F one fifty version of the one that will come, but they'll sell trillions. Let's go on. JP Morgan asked this question: China Gigafactory, money, capital. So here's a couple of things that they said. They got a fifty year lease. The capex um, that they're going to need is going to come from local banks. They're getting fantastic rates. They believe, this is great television, that um, they only need about a half a billion dollars to get to 3,000 cars a week. This is a ballpark figure, which is really not very much money. And for these big Chinese banks, which are the biggest banks in the world now, this is no money. And as I said, they're going to get really good rates. And Tesla is going to be the first wholly owned car manufacturer in China. Period. The end. Holy, Drop the mic. Holy end. So the first, not Ford, not GM, not Toyota, not anybody. Tesla is going to be in China, and Tesla is going to be owned by Tesla. And yes, they're going to have some deals with China, but it's going to be owned by China. And he did a lot of sucking up to China. Yes. Thank you, China. Love you, China. Great engineers in China. China big. Thank you uh, China, for wonderful. letting us uh, come to China, China. And this is what every Apple does this, and everybody does this, because China is such a huge market. Everybody is kissing China's batons. They gotta make a thirty-five thousand dollar car in China, right? Yeah, he said that it was very important in China, not just for the Chinese market, but for Vietnam, for India. I mean, like, think about these countries where thirty-five grand is like a freaking Bentley. Yeah. Here. Can you imagine autonomous driving in Vietnam? That's going to have some serious AI. <laughs> only, only if it's scooters. Holy mackerel. I've driven yeah. in, well, I've been in a, in a car in Kenya, in Nairobi, and it's the same thing. It's like, wah, 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 wah. I yeah. don't know how these guys do it. Their AI is better than mine. Gene Munster then asked this question. Wemo and others, uh, uh, autonomy. Uh, Wemo is valued at $175 billion. What does Elon do? <laughs> <laughs> a guttural. He's like if... Because he's like, imagine what Pigs I would be worth if fly? my company was actually valued at Pigs something like this. Fly? So but the difference is, let's be completely honest with you, Elon's making big, expensive items. Yeah. Wemo is making services, right? Services are are what they do, right? They're like making hardware, but as a service to other car companies, right? Like their model of potential potentiality is vastly different, and their CapEx needs are probably much, much lower. But I agree with Elon. It's, it's a joke. It's yeah. made up. Wemo yeah, is uh, stock price and its uh, potential is based on if they get it right, if they're the first, if they're the best, mm-hmm. and every single car in the world gets their mm-hmm. um, technology. Yeah, they're a multi-billion dollar, $175 billion company, mm-hmm. but it's all based on... I mean, even if, even if... Was it Chrysler who made the Pacifica van who's their Waymo... Uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what's their capacity to make those vans? I mean, like that's a limited. I got a better question for you. So, how I'm, many of those I'm vans are they going to sell? Yeah, so, well, they don't. They, I don't know that their plan is to sell them. I think their plan is to just operate them like an autonomous oh, right. taxi. Oh, you're service. saying the Pacifica Four Waymo, right? Sorry, so, like, they have a limited supply of that yeah. vehicle, and their systems are designed for a specific vehicle. Yeah, but they can it's make. Not, cars everywhere dude they got shuttered factories all over the place i mean like chrysler can ramp production up if they have to right but then the question is what is going to be the power source for all of the vehicles that waymo theoretically could put on the road if it's going to be electricity now they're going to run into the same problem everyone else has run into Mm -hmm. who doesn't have a gigafactory well 
But if they have a partner, okay, Chrysler has a partner like Waymo, and Waymo can go to Panasonic and be like, mm, we'd like some giga in technology ourselves. We have a $175 billion valuation. We've got a whole lot of Google money sitting in the background. How long until you get all that okay, stuff but, rolling? Uh, but now, but, but okay, but, but take a step back. Okay. Elon's building a gigafactory in less than a year with batteries, with, right? It's all part of that in China, right? They're going to have to build a line for batteries, multiple lines for batteries, and multiple lines for building cars at the same time in less than a year, right? And who's doing that with them? Who's the partner? Panasonic. Panasonic. Thank you very much. Let's go on. Waymo is not worth $175 billion. Uh, okay. How important is autonomy to Tesla? And he answered this way. First of all, Tesla's most important job is to accelerate sustainability. It's an existential crisis. If we don't do this, the world is over. That's the most important thing. <gasps> Having said that, let me say this. The second most important thing is autonomy. Yeah. To yeah. save so lives. Autonomy is huge, huge. We can save lives and uh, reduce injuries. And so uh, this Gene Munster asked, well, uh, how do you compete with somebody like Waymo? And he's like, technically, we feel very confident. And here's our biggest advantage. Right now, we have 300 vehicles that are on the 300, road. 300,000 vehicles. 300,000 vehicles. We have 360-degree cameras that are connected, that are learning all the time. We have a massive fleet. We have 20 times more input coming in than anybody else. In the next 18 months, we will have 1 million vehicles. I'm just not sure how anybody can compete right. with that. And whether or not you're driving a car with enhanced autopilot that's turned on, activated, it's full self-driving, whether you click that stock or not, that car is learning. That car yeah. is working through those algorithms, whether you want it to or he not. He also mentioned the bug report system, so they have live feedback. So I encourage everybody to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy from Oppenheimer asked a question, but it was mostly about uh, China and market size. And uh, again, they said, you know, uh, we're going to do 500,000 to 800,000 Model 3s. And they get faster all the time, and this is an important thing. Their line gets better all the time. They improve it all the time. And they're saying, like, week over week we're seeing improvements. And this is perhaps why you can drop your um, employees by 7% and still continue to improve production. Right. That was Jerome said that. Um, And then... uh, Yeah, one guy from UBS asked if the mid-range three demand is weakening, and that's why they're dropping employees. Um, they, and that's when Elon was talking about the seasonality of car sales, January, mm-hmm. February, typically low. Also, they lost the tax credits come January. So that's going to affect U.S. sales, but why they're focusing on Europe and China. Yeah, and Europe they're and- waiting for mid to late March for sales to pop back up. I cannot wait for 18 months after the tax thing ends. And it's just about selling cars. Oh, me too. You know like what I'm two and a half years from now? What, what, whatever it is. Like no, just so year, where, right? where it becomes, yeah, I guess that is. 18 months after is about two and a half years from today because it's January. I, I thought the tax credits would be gone by the end of this year. No, they finish at the end of this year. But he's saying 18 months after they finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They finish at the end of this year. They go to 1,800 in the second six-month period yes. of this year. They and then, go to 18, and the then they the go away at the end of 2019 completely. It's so just why is this 18 months? It's another 18 months. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, would, I, I can't wait for another 18 months after it ends. So, so or, or, or 12 months, whatever it is. After it ends, <laughs> so we can stop talking about... So then we'll know... Let's just stop talking about this. We'll know whether yes. or not people want cars well, that's without the, the incentives. Down. Now, right. the, the, there is still... They're working very, very hard, the advocacy group, to try to get the, the incentive to return. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should. Maybe it should. I, I don't know. Like... 
I don't know. Is it better for them to stand on their own? Yes. Maybe, I maybe think not. it's better that they return for the mo- simple reason is that mm-hmm. Elon even said in the call, I think it's coming up, that the difference between an ICE car of a certain level and a pure EV car of a certain level is about seven grand. Mm-hmm. The difference you're going to pay mm-hmm. to have that electric battery as opposed to a gas tank and everything else that goes with mm-hmm. it. So until that evens out, I think we should have the full subsidy so that it evens the playing field. Well, it but it's never going to even out because what's going to happen is the ice cars are going to go away <laughs> and they're gonna, there's, there's going to be nothing to even with, right? Which is well, good. Like that's, it's not, that's never going to happen, right? We've talked about that many times. It feels like we're at a point where that there's just going to be a point where ice cars just don't – they're not competitive. Yes. Gas stations aren't existing. Well, okay. So I don't but know how long until – it's never going to be a price issue though, right? That's what I'm saying is like – they're never going to like – their ice car engines aren't going to all of a sudden increase so much in cost and the cost of, of the batteries and power drives are not going to go down so much. They're, I think at this point they're never going to meet because one of them is going to go away. That's we're, all I'm saying. Getting, I don't know. That's time. That's time. Okay, we're getting close. It's like 10 years for, before ice cars are going to really start to falter. But I think it may be two years or maybe three years until EVs and ice cars reach parity so that for the same car, you'll pay either thirty grand here for an ICE car or thirty grand here for an EV, and they're going to be equivalent cars. And they are selling point though. And here's the problem: one? how would you sell? How would one? you sell an ICE car if they? You sell it because oh, there's plenty of people who in places you know where they do coal, they coal them. You know the coaling, rolling coal. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people no, who don't want anything still, to do with an electric car. Even if they're the same price, there is still a subset of people like I can go to the gas station, I can fill up in five minutes. Right. How long does it take to fill that car up? It takes too long. I don't want no stinking electric car. Okay. I, I, I think it's the infrastructure had... for charging and the infrastructure for long distance. Like, it's a pain to have to stop for 40 minutes to charge a car. Yes. Geeks and idiots like us will do it. But if you want to get somewhere fast, 400 miles, a gas car is still better. It'll get better with version 3. And 90%, 95% of the time, it's better because I charge at home and I never go to the gas station. But on long distance trips, a subset of people are like, I don't want to deal with that. Okay. Do... Deutsche Bank. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was almost bad. <laughs> wow. Was that a Freudian? When no. will we see a, the, he said short range Model 3, and Elon said, shut up. No. It's a standard range, standard not short. Range. It's mm-hmm. way longer than anybody else. Middle of the year is my best <laughs> guess. We're working hard to reduce costs. We're much smarter about the way we spend money. This year, we hope to get to the 25% gross margin for the standard range. And uh, that's bold. I think that's super bold. They're at five percent, six percent now. So they think, and he said, and he definitely said, "Look, I'm just guessing here. I think this year we can do the standard range for thirty-five thousand and have a gross margin of twenty-five percent. If they can do that, wow! This is why Shanghai Gigafactory is so critical because what they're doing is they're dropping the price of the three so they can sell it in China." Despite the tariffs, despite the cost of floating it across the Pacific Ocean, and despite the delay in getting it to the customer, they're they're taking that on the right. what do they call that? Taking it on the nose. Yeah. At, so at four hundred thousand cars, if they sold four hundred thousand cars for thirty five thousand dollars at a twenty five percent profit margin, that's three point five billion dollars in profit. That will be nice. That's, that will get it done. That's what they have in the bank right then now. Then they can like build out on the rest of the Gigafactory, well, at least part of the Gigafactory, so they can build up more batteries because we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. stationary storage and how big a 
big deal that is. I like a stationary store. They have the cards, and you can buy gifts, yes, like mugs and stuff. Stationary storage. Yeah. Stationary stores. Like papyrus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not Those are cool order. places. So uh, he said this, and that's kind of a weird thing. Like so The inhibitor <laughs> to uh, Model 3 sales is the cost. Everybody wants one, but they want a lower cost. Well, that's sort of, okay, yeah, that's true. Everybody wants a you know, high-end Jaguar, but it's too expensive. No, I was going to say, you know, like, <laughs> I want an Austin Martin or a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, I'd but, like a million-dollar house for $10,000. Right. So it's a silly little right. argument. But, but it is and it isn't because it's it's from the very, very beginning of the Model 3. It's what he's talked about. He set this expectation right. in people's minds. Right. He even said $35,000 plus the federal tax incentive. This right. car it's is like going to be super cheap. No one's getting right. that car And I just ever. had that discussion with somebody like four days ago mm-hmm. and he says you know i'm kind of pissed at tesla and i was be. like okay tell me and he says because i was expecting a sub thirty thousand dollar car that was going to be really nice and cool and everything mm-hmm. and i said well you know you're not going to pay a lot for service you're not going to pay a lot for fuel so you weren't going to pay, pay a lot you weren't going to pay a lot for service and you weren't going to pay a lot for fuel but the anyways. reality is the reality and a and uh elon's I, world is elon's world i get world. that the reality is the reality and but but my point is that's what he set this up for that's the problem like he uh over promised and massively under delivered well, and that's problematic dude if you go to the model three owners club facebook page and join that group yes they are Today, there was a guy that posted, like, I'm upset about this. Like, I'm not going to get the federal things. I was told this. I'm really disappointed. I've had my money invested in Tesla for two and a half years now, waiting for this $35,000 car. Still not coming. Still not coming. And he was just getting ripped back. It was like, I don't know, 50-50 people protecting him, people ripping into him for for complaining about it. It's a valid complaint. It may not be reality anymore, but let's not say that it's not a valid complaint. You know who's rolling their eyes at this uh, argument? Kimball. Okay. Because he had to, you know, tell his brother that the bus leaves at 7.30, not (laughs) 8, to just get his ass there in time. Okay. New market research asked this question, which was basically – the capex to produce cars in China is going to be about fifty percent, and he said maybe a quarter of what it took to get um, cars made in the U.S. And what they're saying by that, they, they've learnt how to build factories, they've learnt how to build batteries, and so instead of having to put in five billion dollars into a gigafactory to make lots of cars, they're going to just put in half a billion dollars and be able to make three thousand a week. That's pretty cool. Rubber hits the road. Recession hits. Tesla's hit hard. They can make cars in China for a quarter of what they can make them in Fremont. Do we start getting <laughs> start cars here? This way? You think that, yes, like, it's a contingency plan? back the other way. Yeah. Imported that, Chinese Model 3s? Maybe. As long depends as it's, on how big the tariff is on imported <laughs> yeah, Chinese no, goods. Depends who's in pen. Yeah. yeah. Goldman Sachs has this, uh, uh, well, it was all about China and Europe again, China and Europe again. And uh, they're basically saying the same thing. They demand, were asking demand, about like, how big how are many, the orders? Yeah, how, how many are you going to have? substantial? And they said something like they had 20,000 orders in Europe already and 1,000 thou- to whatever, under 10,000 orders in China. But they said that demand is not a problem. And I would expect that. I've seen a lot on the Twitter feed about Europeans and especially Britons who want right-hand drive cars. They're just like dying. In fact, I have... I don't know if I can show this, no, but I can. <laughs> no, you cannot. This, this is a ship. Ooh, uh, it's a boat. You can't see it. It's a boat. About, I think it was two or 4,000 uh, 
two or four thousand Model Threes heading for um, Denmark, Glovis, nice. and these guys are Denmark, tracking this trip. That was gripping. This ship, I have pictures of it being loaded. I actually tweeted them out. But it's currently, uh, let's see, four. Now, UTC, this estimated time of arrival. Wow, it's getting worse. It's like 4 a.m. on February 3rd, local time. My birthday. They're coming. Woo-woo. That's Zeebrug in Belgium. That's where it's going. This Um, ship full of Model 3s. This is the next part where they talk about they think phase this is phase one of Gigafactory China, which will be ten percent of the size it'll be. We already talked about that. This is big, this is huge, this is large, this is enormous, this is grand. Bernstein said, uh uh how are you gonna get what's the cost of the car? Is it the battery pack or is it the powertrain? And basically they said it's sort of both of those together. So this was that seven thousand dollars that you're talking about. Right now there's a seven thousand dollar differential between a car and an ICE car, an EV car and an ICE car equivalent, but they think they're going to be able to get that down to about $4,000 soon. And that was at the beginning of the letter, is, and in the letter that Elon sent when he was laying people off, is that the whole goal is to make EVs equivalent to ICE cars, mm-hmm. price-wise. Um, and then they, he asked the question, well, what's more important to you? You always talk about margins, but is, if you can keep the same amount of cash flow, what's more important, volume or margin? And he's like... Uh, I think volume is the more important thing. In the end, what's most important is that we have the cash flow to pay our debts right. and to do our next things. So um, what and is – and Macquarie asked this. What is the cost of the battery right now? It's interesting because they used to brag about this a year or two ago. We're down to $150 per kilowatt hour. We're down to 120 And now they're like, we're not telling you. It's proprietary. It's proprietary. But they it changed. They must yeah, have reached the brag. It's now, now proprietary. <laughs> I think they, probably, tell you. <laughs> they, they reached a plateau and uh-huh. or they have a lot more people gearing up battery production. Well, LG and right. Samsung. And you also have Panasonic making deals with other companies, right? right? Other, yes. other transportation companies. So it makes kind of sense for that. For for a for him to say that to protect Panasonic because can't Panasonic could be like oh maybe we made Tesla too good of a deal right mm-hmm. in the long run I don't want to make that same deal with the rest of these guys and Elon for sure doesn't want them to make those deals with the rest of them so keep it quiet and Panasonic can make mm-hmm. any deal it wants or mm-hmm. the inverse oh. yeah, Panasonic makes a deal with Tesla and they're like I don't know these guys are new on the block. And their CEO smoking dope on video. <laughs> so maybe we should jack the price up because of the risk. I liked one. And, I liked my story better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if it's uh, – well, Toyota doesn't seem to be interested. But maybe Volkswagen. Yeah. We're going to cut them a huge deal because they're yeah. worth a ton of money. Wow. He did it again. It did. It's upsetting. Uh, Wolf Research asked, uh, when is leasing coming to the Model 3? That was a great question. And uh, basically they said, look, we the fact is we make less money in the short term with leasing. Right. So we're not running out to do that, but it'll probably occur sometime this year. Late 2019. The, oh, I found this interesting. In the North America, right. the percent of S's and X's that are leased is 20%. I don't yeah. know what that is for other cars, but right. I thought it would be much harder. I thought... Most cars are leased in this country. Well, I mean, I think people look at these cars as like a big time, like long term thing. That's how you get your money back, right? Is you pay that, you keep it for a long time, you don't pay for gas over a long amount of time, and the car sort of seems to make a little bit more fiscal sense. But what I will say about the Model 3 is that there's a possibility if they open leasing for that, that corporations would buy huge fleets of them, right? Because it's a more inexpensive car, easier to buy a lot of them. So if you had like, 
I don't know, you were sun run and you had a bunch of small economical smart cars running around. Why would you not want those to be Model 3s, right? Because they're inexpensive. They're inexpensive to maintain. You have less cost, overall fleet cost. So I think the Model 3 is primed at some point to be a gigantic fleet car as well at the, at the cheap, cheap base price. I just don't understand, and maybe it's my ignorance, why doesn't a company that makes money from leasing jump in on this and say, hey, Tesla – We'll take all these leases. Well, I mean, they probably look at Tesla as being like sort of capacity limited, right? Like, we're, like if you said, I thought there was a leasing company we reported on a couple of months back that went out of business because they couldn't handle the leasing. I think that was Tesla's in a European country, uh, and so, or maybe it was. I don't think it was in the U.S. or maybe it was the East Coast, which is like another country. Maybe the margins are just too small, right? Like I don't know on, on the what you can get. It because- seems like a guaranteed. Yeah. Success because people want them. In this country, people lease cars so they can mm-hmm. write them off in their businesses. And uh, mm-hmm. it seems like it would be another reason to sell, I don't know, another ton of Tesla. No. Oh, no. <laughs> he just keeps no. doing it over and over and over We're again. almost like done here. A bad uh, asked a mumbling question, which was four riddle, parts and ridiculous. Riddle, but in the end, um, <laughs> four was, parts, and then he only asked three parts. Yeah. And then basically, the summary of this was like uh, battery storage is going to be huge, like yes. just absolutely massive. We get that. And the recession is coming. Uh, how are you going to deal with it? And he's like, I think we're going to be fine. We can do this. I thought it was cool. They said that the battery stationary storage battery uh, business is going to grow at 2x the growth of Tesla yeah. vehicles. And we've talked about this here before. Like the, the car is great and big and everything, but mm-hmm. it's Tesla energy that's going to yeah, be the yeah. and not only Where is it? It feels like news of that stuff has kind of started to slow down. Well, he said, bit, they right? actually said in here, like we were ramping and we're going big and then right. we sold all these cars and we had to take all of that lithium and all yeah. of that and put it into cars, but right. we're going to catch up. Well, he said that their profitability is growing. In the margin of their profitability for stationary storage is growing as well. And honestly, I think that's, I'll say it again, we've said it before, it's the biggest part of oh, yeah. Tesla's yes. future. But he got in a question about SpaceX, which I, know, I just was weird. Chai, I got so jazzed. And, and Elon said that um, he has two enormous programs, which would typically starve any large company. And that's what they're like. I guess they're having a, an existential crisis at SpaceX right now. And that is for Starship and Starlink. Starship, the big ginormous Raptor powered rocket that's going to take us to Shanghai in 20 minutes. Silly. And Starlink, which are the 4,000-some-odd satellites that are going to connect the entire globe with tr- – uh, and, and to really uh, uh, give the people who do this flash trading uh, an advantage. And they are typically the ones who are going to pay the most for that service. I'm so torn about this because I just recently went camping in the desert, no service for yes. four days. If this thing exists, how do I not have it? You because have it, and I can never tune out. You're going to need like a, um, like a bigger than a laptop, like my laptop stack like four or five of them. You're going to need a box that's a repeater mm-hmm. to receive the signal yeah. from Starlink mm-hmm. to hook up to it. Yeah, but those I got a gigantic truck with a tent on top yeah. of it. Your little box will fit nicely right up there, no problem. Well, then you'll have to pay ten <laughs> yeah. grand for the box. Well, then there were the yeah, closing remarks, and the closing remarks were Deepak, who is the CFO, oh who retired, who came back, who seems like a, an adult in the room. Is retiring again. He's getting replaced by this guy named Zach somebody. Kirkhorn. Who seems like also an adult in the room, very smart, um, and he's taking over. But it seems like Deepak is going to be around and mentor. And so 
normally you'd freak out about this, but they did a good job of selling this. This is just a guy that's at the end of his career and he wants to take a little time. Yeah, I mean, he got them to a point where they have two quarters in a row profitability. They got ground broken in Shanghai, which is going to help them. They talked about the CapEx aspects of all of that stuff. They seem like they're in a stable enough place to make it for this to be a good time for the transition of a CFO, in my opinion. And well, I am, you know, highly opinionated about CFOs. So at the end of the of the conference call, right. that ask. Well, I was going to just set this up. At the end of the conference call, the after hours price for Tesla was 308.77 up 3.8% or $11.31. So 308.77. Then they announced Deepak's departure and we can ask, "Hey Google, what's the price of Tesla stock?" Tesla is trading at $294 per share in after hours trading, down 4.78% from closing. So that's a drop of over 7%, almost 8%. But intraday trading, it's about flat, right? Like from the opening of the day to where we are after hours, about flat. I want to show you a problem with AI. Let's just do this no. again, Michael. Let's go to here uh, and let's watch this. Um, okay, Tesla, maybe. I mean, hey, Google, what is Tesla's stock price today? Watch. Tesla is trading at $294 a share after hours, down 4.78% from closing. Why does it say 308 Because that was the closing price. Thank you. No, well, they just showed the hours. price. Oh, that's the closing price. And oh, then it's down the from that. Oh, well, because it's after hours. Of, I was going to make fun of Google that they can't even make their no, they're display. Smart. Now their Google would like yeah. to make fun of you. Yeah. Mel, you're just a fat Hey, Google. <laughs> how handsome is Mel Hobbit? <laughs> Who? Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with that yet. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's. Yeah. Sure. I don't know a stylist <laughs> nobody and can, a hairstylist. Nobody can help with that. And a makeup artist. All right, let's so finish mean. the show off. It's been going a long time. Oh, um, we have lots of things to talk <laughs> about. No, we don't. It's late. We've got some other things to do. I do want to do uh, one. I personally want to do one thing. Uh-oh. And I want to say that the S and the X, they dropped the 75 kilowatt hour battery. Now you can only get 100. But now they've just came out in the last few days saying we're dropping the cost of long range versions by doing a software limited version they're dropping snx by eight thousand dollars they haven't said exactly how many kilowatts but the new versions will be about what did i say seven or eight thousand dollars less and their range for the s will be 310 remember that the s at the high end is 335 right now so about 25 miles less and for the x the lo- the shorter range x is now going to be 270 miles and the current long-range version of the X is 295, so about another 25, 25 miles $8,000. $8, it's a premium. A premium. Okay, Mel. Range monkey that you are. Yes. 25 miles, you pay eight grand. No. That's a little... I can't remember the numbers before, but that is a gigantic premium. I don't know what, they're, what game they mm-hmm. are playing here. But they will do what they've done in, before, in mm-hmm. the past. You'll buy the cheaper one. And then at some point they'll say, we can unlock you another 25 miles. But if they said for twenty for $8,000, they're like, I don't think so. Keep it locked up, yo. Yeah, you give me 50 or 100 miles, we'll talk. But that's all they're putting. That's I know. the only range for now. is 25 miles. For now. What are you talking about? I'm so so saying, saying six so months from now, they're like, okay, we'll unlock it for 4000 Oh, I see. But you're not saying they're going to be able to unlock more range. No, I don't think they're putting 120. Right. They'll just like drop that price because that's an outrageous price. I don't get it. 
Can yeah. I ask you a question? Please. Do we have any uh, letters this week? No, I'm going to do letters on the tweener because I screwed up and didn't get the letters put in the thing. Does anybody else want to do a story? You both get one story each before we finish, and yeah. then we got to do supercharging. I think very, very, very important story, even more so than the earnings call. Oh, my gosh. Is a story from Bloomberg.com. Electric cars are cleaner even when powered by coal. What? Yeah. Electric cars are far better for the environment than traditional gasoline models, and that benefit will grow as power generation shifts away from coal. Elon has said this lots, time and time again, but they went ahead and did some calculations. And they said that even in a place like West Virginia, where 90% of the power comes from coal, more or less, that electric cars are cheap, are cleaner than gasoline-powered cars. I mean, so, but I'm assuming when they're talking about this, they're factoring in the fact that it's in using the electric car in West Virginia, yes. on West Virginian coal, which means that there's very little transportation of the fuel to the final destination of where the fuel is burned, right? So that's a factor. When you're talking about crude oil, well, I'm just giving you like the, I'm trying to give the people the, the full picture. picture of it, yeah. right? There's less transportation costs and, and, and usage as it pertains to that. We know coal can be efficiently burned, not as efficiently enough, but it can right. be efficiently burned. And so, yeah, that makes sense. And then you don't have tailpipe emissions, right? So it makes right. sense. They even did the calculations in Britain, which has still a fair amount of coal production, yeah. and China, which relies on a large amount of coal for its electricity right, generation. But, but, but it's news that you don't really want to hear. Yes, okay, it's cleaner. It's not clean enough, right? Germany just no, announced they're closing... Every single one of their coal-fired power plants. But it is interesting. If you're an environmentalist in West Virginia, you're like, well, should I just buy a gas car or an EV that's going to be going on coal? The answer here is coal. Now, there's been other ones like this, and it's very complicated. And they're like, depending on where you live and which car you drive, whether you drive a Prius that gets 50 or 60 miles, it's not quite so simple. So there mm -hmm. are some websites that you can go on. But because the Model 3 is such an efficient car... Um, it tends to win in almost every energy circumstance, whether it's coal, whether it's renewables. Mm -hmm. It's the cleanest way to drive around. And, and as Elon says, as you, if you've got an electric car, yeah. as your grid gets cleaner, your car magically gets right. cleaner. But it also potentially could get more expensive to charge that car, right? And, and if in West Virginia, five years from now, you bought an electric car, the coal plants are closing, chances are the transformation to natural gas or whatever the next if it's not renewable, if it's a solar thing, that, that could be get more expensive to in, charge a car, potentially. In almost all places in the country, except for a few in the Midwest and stuff, electricity is generally a half to a third the gas price. Right. So you win in almost every state here in the yeah, yeah, yeah. United States. I want to hear about superchargers. I want you to make it big. I want you to make it huge because there are so many cars coming. In 18 months, there will be over 1 million Model 3s on the road, according to the earnings call. I want to hear, therefore, let me do some calculations, that there is an F-ton of new superchargers coming, Roberto. Open since we last did our show oh, on so January 10th. Make it happen. So 20 days. Yes, 20 days. We have nine new superchargers. It's oh, almost a half a supercharger a day. Oh, that's nothing. That's pretty good. No, it's, it's not. All right. It's 96 stalls. Half a day. 100 stalls, 20 days. I mean, come on. That's Where? What Tell is that? Five, ten? I don't know, can't do math. Most, of them, most of them are in, in the foreigner, foreign lands. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm still waiting for the one in Santa Monica. I visited it like probably four what or five times. Go it's on. I'm going to just complain about this. Of course So are. where are these and where are they? Go. Superchargers are in, uh, in 
Yancheng, China. Yes. Mashpee, Massachusetts, by the president. Uh, Changsha, China. Paulsboro, New Jersey. San Diego. Yay. Yay. Dover, Delaware. I haven't been there yet. Shuzhou, China. Uh, and that was it. So let me just tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, much like the cars, much like autonomy, when Elon says, or Tesla has on their website, all of the stuff that's coming with supercharging, take it with a salt that is grainy. Because if you went onto the website last year, there was a, uh, let's call it, it's not an F-ton, it's an S-ton of new superchargers coming to uh, our local area, coming up the coast, coming around San Francisco, in San Francisco, north of San Francisco, throughout California. And of those that are coming in 2018, almost none of them occurred. Now, it could be because version 3 of the supercharger is coming and they're waiting, but permits haven't been pulled. Um, they are so far behind what they said they would be doing with supercharging network. It's a problem I got to tell you. Supercharging is the key. You better hurry up. Building cars. Been doing a lot of that. <laughs> been mm, trying to get some more service centers up. Power walls. No, I'm, not, I'm uninterested in your in Well, your, I understand that, reasons. but... Excuses. All right, well, like, I again, how many times have you used a freaking supercharger this year? A lot. And I how many times have you waited? This time, actually, I waited none. But mm -hmm. let me say that same thing again. I went to the supercharger on the way back from Santa Cruz. It was full except for one spot. I plug in there, and the 120 <laughs> kilowatts that I'm supposed to get, what did I get? 40. Oh, not 25, baby. Yeah. And how, what is that per hour? Uh, that was, like, on the X, like, 150 miles an hour. And how long did you have to sit there? Uh... Well, the other person unplugged after a while, and it came up pretty fast. So I was there for about 40 minutes to get oh. about oh, oh, oh. $150. You hear this? Can you hear yeah. it? Can you hear it going? Oh, I'm just oh, saying, oh. for average Joe and Joette out there, this is a problem. Like, really? I'm going to add an extra hour to my drive to I San Francisco? Sometimes we refer to this as first world problems, but this is actually a few <laughs> steps higher than that. I mean, it's an this above, is like an above you guys don't get problem. It. Supercharging is the key. It's got to be we ubiquitous. Don't get it, it's got to be everywhere. <laughs> we don't it's got to it. be fast. Well, how's this? Of course I we get it. What like do you mean we Friday. don't get it? I worked Friday until like two in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was exhausted. Yeah. Did I say I was exhausted? Were you exhausted? Well, I was exhausted. Were you tired? And I, no, I, I had 40 miles on my car. Uh -huh. I drove to the Thousand Oaks Supercharger. Lovely Supercharger. Like 2.20 in the morning. Yes. And did I say I was exhausted? How were exhausted. tired were you? I was freaking exhausted. Yes. And I had to plug in. Were there any other cars plugged in? No, no there were not. Not a single car. And what was my speed? 90 kilometers. I'm not going to complain about it. That's all I'm going to say. It was under 100 and it was under little, 90. You got Why? a little nap. Why was it so slow when there was nobody there and it's the middle of the night? There's something wrong with the supercharger. I saying. failed to say that there's an Ontario supercharger. Oh, excellent. And another one in Massachusetts. There's four that's under construction, five in the permit phase. And how about what's coming up for SpaceX? A big rockety, rockety rock. Well, <laughs> rockety, rockety rock. they're sending the, uh, that spaceship, the Sparrow, to the moon. To the moon, Sparrow. To the moon, Alice. That's going on the Tuesday, the 19th of February. From? Uh, from uh, right out here, Space, Long Space Launch Complex 40. That's it. Uh, and uh, the, the, Is it Lompoc? Is no, it? it's the Air Force Base at Cape Canaveral. Okay, yeah, so SLC it's over on the other uh, coast. And so we don't care. they're sending the uncrewed Dragon capsule yes. to the space station on February 23rd. Just four days later, 
That's going to be a huge, huge thing. Saw the pictures of the big arm come across mm-hmm. from the freshly painted. Also on the Cape. That also on the Cape. That's at uh, Kennedy Space Center. And then Falcon Heavy. It's not easy reason March to sleep. 7th. March 7th, Falcon Heavy. Falcon Heavy, the second one. Woo! It's going to carry And up. they're going to try and land all three of them. That's right. They, Mr. Stevens, the fairing catch, catching boat, boat, it's on its way to Florida right now. Did you see the picture of Mr. Stevens? It's their secret picture. It almost caught the last one. It yes. just missed and it. And they've rigged it so they can catch both fairings. They have two sets of nets that they somehow catch one, drop it, and then put the other net up it's and exciding. catch And on the one. way back, they pick up some shrimp. A few yeah, pounds of right. shrimp, fry them up, have they, a little they fry. They could have a ton of shrimp. They could have a, mm. an F-ton. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we're finished, and we're done here. We are? Should we talk about these gifts? Talk about the gifts. Go, talk about the gifts. So Mark, Mark. at RPM Tesla, yes. friend of the show. Big yes. friend of the show. Gave Big us our, uh, our pedals, right? Our performance pedals. pedals. I like them. Love they fit them. both the 3 and the S. Mm-hmm. And the X, but he's not they're, interested. They're shiny, and I can actually see my pedals. Yeah. I like it. That's I can see them. It feels better. Mm-hmm. My feet maybe don't slip off them as much. Mm-hmm. I give them five out of five. Mm. Mark showed me this. It's a uh, uh, RPM. Oh, there you go. Here we go. It's for the Model 3. Mm-hmm. It's lights for the back of your Model 3. You'll notice that the Model 3 does not have the nice footwell lights as the S in Oddly the back. Enough, I've never been back there, so I had no idea. Right, so that you drop your cell phone and you're like fishing around and mm-hmm. looking kind of skanky RPM. with your hands all over the floor. So these are for you. Give oh, me these for you. And so these are like plug into the USB port, mm-hmm. and they have little lights, and you can change the color of the lights. Oh, and uh, I'm curious for you to check them out I'll and let, let you me know, know how yeah, they are. I, I use those rear ports to charge things. I charge... My Apple Watch, because I'm just not smart enough to charge it at home, so I charge it while I'm driving, yeah. and I charge other things. Good for you, because my Apple Watch dead. is dead. So, uh, RPM Tesla. RPM Tesla. Gracias. Anything the else? other thing is, uh, he saw that you showed pictures of your mm-hmm. center console being covered in nice black. Freaking love that And thing. he said, what are you doing for your door switches? I wasn't doing anything. And so he sent you this. Oh, my but goodness. Let me show. It's Look a whole that. set of cutouts. It's like a 3M film that you would use on the car to wrap the car. Mm-hmm. And these are switch covers so you don't have scratches and nastiness It looks on like them. a little smiley face. <laughs> yeah, like a big mustache there. Uh-huh. And then he gave me one other goodie. Whoa, and this is why I'm stop. this is why I'm asking here. This is for you. Oh, Tom. thank you very much. This is why I asked about the letters. I'm saying that we're going to randomly pick mm-hmm. one of the letter senders and announce mm. it on the tweener, and we'll send you a set of these really nice valve stem covers. I like these. A lot. I have those on my car as well. Yeah, me too. I'm very much loving them. They are that. smart. I feel like I'm an all aftermarketed. That's uh, compliments RPM of Tesla. Mark at rpmtesla.com. Thank you, RPM Tesla. Now, before we finish, we've got one more thing to do. What is the one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, oh, it's always God. one more thing. It's like an Apple show event situation. So it turns out that, that Robert brought us this because it's Tom's birthday this weekend. Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Tom is turning 107. Half a century old. He's moving into the You're sixth decade. No, I'm not 107. I so, just look 107. What is this? What, what have we got here? We've we got have mezcal. Artisanal mezcal. Wow. So we need to give one of these to Thomas. Yes. Here we go. Oh, here. It's not a hat. In bowls? It's, it's a... Um, oh, there's a little bowl holder. A bowl holder. Very nice. Yeah. So you can have your... What is this made out of, you think? This gourd? is called hikara. Oh, hikara. It was used... By the early uh, inhabitants of Mexico, mm. a container to serve and drink mezcal. 
The hikara is made by hand from the bark shell of the fruit of the moro. It's also called a tecomate. Nice. Tecomate. Thank you very much. And it's important no. because it helps you to smell the mezcal, the, all the flavors. I'm very excited. So here we go. Thomas, here we go. A little bit of this. Fruit of the vine. Wow. Is that a little? No. That's about a shot and a half. I got autopilot. I'll keep that little one. I'm not walking home. I got autopilot. I got autopilot. Me too. I woke up. If only autopilot took away the smell of alcohol on your breath. To you, gentlemen, never not not above you or below you, but beside you. Hi. And to Tesla Nation. Tesla Nation. The same thing. Yeah. Hey, Thank you for happy celebrating birthday, Thomas. our birthday. Arriba? The world's a better place for Arriba? you being here for 50 years. Oh, yeah. Thank you, my friend. For another 50. Another. F- Here's uh, to 50 more. 50 more. Mm, I don't know if I can afford to live to 50. <laughs> I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is talking Tesla. There might be a daily coming. <laughs> for at least a week. <laughs> and uh, hey, thanks for watching. Tweener coming soon. Ooh, that's the light. Yeah.